0: Hi, right. so guys, welcome to episode 39 of the Human jitsu podcast. I'm joined by, once again, another great black belt, Kian Conlon from SPG NACE. I've had a huge, tremendous honor of training at his gym one time. It's a fucking amazing gym. If you're ever in NACE, go train there. Like, unless you're a fucking idiot, so, which, guys, don't know, jokes on uh, your loss. <laughs> What's up, Kian? Hi, Andrew, how are you? Uh, man, it's a huge honor for me to get you on. You know, that's the sort of... Shit, I kicked the toolbox. So, like, that's the sort of, you know... I know it's an in-joke and all, and I say that for every guest, but it really is a huge honor because, you know, I went to your gym that one time. It was great. See you at the competitions. This guy's just a, a all-around great dude, so that's a huge honor for me. Huge honor for me as well. <laughs> all right, so do you want to tell everyone where you're from and where you train? Because they want to get around to you sometime, like where you sort of started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well training in S P G Nace in Nace, just off the M7. Uh, opened about two years in November. Um, going well. Yeah, love to have any visitors passing through. Drop in for roles Always love to see new faces
0: oh man see i remember uh when i went th- this is just a little sidetrack guys uh, don't worry i'll get on to the proper episode in a minute this is just a sidetrack for everyone when i when me and my friends went there that day to nace and like uh, we were talking to people like people thought like we were like i don't know in the area for like work or some shit but we just said oh no we just came up for the day to train just because why not and like these guys are fucking weird <laughs> i think you were doing the tour though once you? you were going to different gyms around the place uh, you know that's just we do that occasionally but you know not, we can't do it so much now because of the fucking rona but
1: what can you do well it is nice it is nice to go to different gyms and see what the setup is like see what the coaching is like see what the guys are like it's generally uh, pretty welcoming no matter where you go you're usually mm. your open arms so yeah i'm all for that
0: well you know like i've been to a bunch of gyms all over the country and like uh i've never had a bad experience you know i've no one's ever been like a dick to me or rude or like abrasive everyone's been like really kind friendly and welcoming that's just the vibe in general
1: i have to say i've had the same experience any gym that i've gone to anywhere in the world it's always the same you always get welcome it's always a nice atmosphere it's nice it's nice to be able to do that
0: Mm. Uh, so kian one thing i'm always curious about with each of my guests is how you got into martial arts and did you train anything before starting jiu-jitsu um no never
1: trained anything before starting actually I probably was the same as a lot of guys. We used to watch the UFC. It used to be on um, Bravo years ago. Free air on Bravo, back in probably the early 2000s. There's like Chuck Liddell and Tito and all these guys, and like I used to watch that with my brothers. Mad into it, loved it. But at that time, there was really nowhere to train. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. There was nowhere to. There was nowhere you could actually do it. So it was probably. Geez, I don't know, like two thousand six or something like that. I think I was looking for something and looking for something to do, um. And I came across uh, John Cadna. He had a place in Raccoon, which is perfect because I was living in Kildare town at the time, um. So I didn't have to commute all the way into the city. He was in Raccoon. It was only like you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes up the road. Um. So I started training there, yeah. And when I started, I did a little bit of everything, you know, because you join up and you want to do a little bit of. Thai boxing, you want to do a bit of jiu-jitsu, you want to do a bit of everything. But as it went on, I kind of just fell in love with jiu-jitsu, that's really what I focused on. Uh, all the other stuff I went out the window. Um, yeah, and I trained with John right the way through, all the way up to Black Belt, like different gyms. He was in cool then he was in a place in the Long Mile Road, then he moved on to um, Nace Road and then he was in a big place up in Inchicore. So yeah,
0: good. Lots, mm-hmm. lots of good guys on the way. So what, what would you say, just like, uh, is the thing you struggled with most in your early days? Was there a certain, like, technique or concept that just uh, it was hard for you to grasp, Brenton? Honestly, it's
1: no different than it is now. You still get, like, frustrated because you're never going to be perfect at it. So it's all relative, I think. When you start out, you have good days and bad days. You have little victories along the way. But I suppose the majority of the time, you think you're, you're crap. And that doesn't really change. You know what I mean? You're always like having good days and bad days, little victories along the way. There's always things you're looking to improve on. There's always things that you, you think you're okay at. So I don't know. I don't think it changed. Like, you, there's just, it's so vast. You just, you're never going to know it all. You're always trying to improve. So I, I think I still have the same frustrations now as I did when I started. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: see. It's funny that you bring that up because like, uh, I watch like Kit Dale's Instructionals and, you know, he isn't big into drilling or anything. And he says, like, uh, you know, if you want to like uh, drill every sort of move in jiu-jitsu enough that you're proficient at it, and it's like ingrained in you muscle memory wise, mm-hmm. that would take like 512 fucking years. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 I like it. I like Kit Dale. I like his philosophy. You know what I mean? But you get like outliers like that. He, he that's That way of training is not going to work for everyone. It worked for him, like obviously he's got, he has got his black belt in three years or something crazy like that. But I could never apply that, that same and learn the same way. I don't think. Do you know what I mean? It just built differently. But I do I, I like, like how he how he approaches it. Like you know, it's very um, how would you say? Like it's it's very broad strokes. You know what I mean? He doesn't get mad into the detail, and he's he's into experimenting. You know what I mean? Learning,
0: trial and error. It's great. Like you know, that's how that's how you do it. Hmm. I, you know, see, I re- I'm really big into his one because it's like a conceptual basis as opposed to like uh, just drilling mindless moves the whole time. Because, you know, you might, sometimes you might not give a shit about what you're drilling that night and you'll yeah. just be in one ear out the other. You yeah. know, it's not ideal, but sometimes it just happens. So, man, what would you say, like, uh, I'm always curious about uh, everyone's first competition experience, how'd it go for you? Like, is there any like whack wacky shit that went down that day? <laughs>
1: Well, I do remember just being absolutely fucked after my first, <laughs> which is the same experience everyone has. I couldn't close my fist. My arms were just like so swollen. But um, yeah, it was actually, it was one of these, uh, it was it was in uh, UCD. It was called, the, I think it was the All Valley, Subm- it was a submission only All Valley, I think it was called. Um, And I did okay. I think I think I won my first match by a head and arm choke. I actually, w- I went up against Darrell Connell in that. That was my- uh he i think i oh god i think i drew it was submission only i think i drew with him and then i met him again possibly in the final and he triangled me actually submitted me in the final yeah so that was my first (laughs) ever competition but it was good it was a good experience
0: yeah loved it Mm -hmm. Uh, while we're on the topic man do you prefer to compete under a specific rule set um not really,
1: no, I don't mind I suppose most competitions are IBJJF But I do like the heel hooks, I'm getting more into the heel hooks and stuff So I think throw everything in there, you know what I mean? There's no reason not to
0: mm. Oh man, I'm only a lowly blue belt, but I just want a fucking knee bear It's it so unreasonable? <laughs> yeah, the knee bar. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that video? It was like uh, these purple belts knee bar in each other It was like, what? You can't fucking knee bear? It is like in Australia or something <laughs>
1: i've seen that one i've
0: seen that, that video. <laughs> oh, man. that's crazy shit yeah, man, what would you say is just your favorite submission just in general as you know in competition or just training like what's your just favorite submission hands down i do like
1: uh, i do like a guillotine or even just a guillotine a head control like guillotine even because even if you don't get it you can still oftentimes pass off that control or sweep so i do like guillotine and then guillotine is the icing on the cake if you get the finish you know i also like the rear naked choke i like to get the back that's the that's the king of them
0: all isn't it mm-hmm. oh man see uh while we're on the topic i like to sort of probe your brain about guillotines real quick see okay. because you get do you like them from front headlock and stuff because yeah yeah i like them yeah i do yeah i always go i prefer arm in though as opposed to arm out oh man see that that's exactly what i was gonna bring up because man just for the life of me yeah. I I I don't think Armin guillotines work. Like I can count on one hand the amount of times I've actually finished them. Like I just use that sort of grip to sweep them to like just do an anaconda choke, which I'm yeah. actually okay at. Yeah, no, they are harder to
1: finish, and oftentimes I will I will transition into an anaconda, but I just I prefer it, to me it's more secure like an arm in. I can do way more with it. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like a control position and could possibly lead to a submission as well. So that's why I like it. I just find it's hard, It's harder for the guy to counter. Mm. So that's why I like Armin. I used to like the Armin a lot, but I found against better better guys, um, it was lower percentage. But that's just me. You know, everyone's different. I mean, you know. But I've, I've, I I've, like Marcelo Garcia a lot. Like, he was a big kind of influence, you know, on my game, because I would have watched all his videos and matches and stuff. He was the only one, really, that I that I, I would have watched at all. And he's obviously a big guillotine guy, but he's arm he's arm out, the Marcella team. <laughs> so that's why I started doing that. But then like over the over the course of time I started to favour um arm in guillotines. And John Caban as well, he's like he's he's an unbelievable guillotine. So I would have learned a lot from him as well along the way. Mm. The guillotines, you know? But I like the guillotine. I think it's a great I think I just think it's a great position, great control.
0: Mm. i will grant the Armin guillotine one thing i'm not just going to shit all over the Armin guillotine it has it, it awards you and a, a fucking amazing sort of opportunity to get a peruvian necktie so uh, i don't
1: think i've ever hit one of them not that they're nice though i like i like those all those. i mean the guillotine it can it can lead to like other it can open open up other opportunities other submissions
0: so it's good mm. Oh man, what do you say? Uh, do you remember your first seminar? Do you remember what was taught at it? My first seminar, I do. I remember it pretty well,
1: actually. I wasn't training very long. It was it was in S P G. It was Matt Thornton who is the uh, he's the the president of S P G. So he came over, and uh, at that time actually there was no black belts in Ireland. John Kavanaugh was still a brown belt, so like he was a black belt, so that was like that was huge. He was coming over, and he did uh, he did this position. He called it the skull ride, <laughs> which is basically knee on belly, but you put the knee on the guy's neck and face. It was a horrible position. <laughs> it wasn't very finesse, but yeah, that's what he covered. I never ever used it, but I do remember
0: it. <laughs> that sounds so fucking mean, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. it was a bit of a
0: yeah. Not a nice one. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's sort of like the opposite end of that question. Now, what was your most recent seminar? Oh my God, I don't, I
1: don't really go. I haven't got that many seminars over the years. Oh, we had Tom Halpin here. Uh, we had Tom Halpin here. When was it? Probably it was in November, I think. And that was phenomenal. That was brilliant. He he came and did the seminar here on uh, back or back finishes. Brilliant. L- completely leveled up my my back game getting loads of finishes since, since he came. He was brilliant. Really good. Really simple stuff. Um, you know, not overcomplicated. Uh, nicely explained. Easy to remember. He was great. Definitely going to get him back again into the gym, maybe to do some leg lock stuff the next time. He was great, though. Really, really good.
0: Mm. Oh, man. It's a fucking bummer that Tom couldn't go to that jiu-jitsu overtime event because yeah. of, like, fucking travel restrictions.
1: Yeah, he's very, very good. Very good. Looking forward to seeing him compete again.
0: Hmm. Oh man, see. So uh, I have sort of some questions for coaches, if you don't mind me sort of probing your brain real quick. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> About. Eat out of myself. <laughs> uh don't worry, if you make an each of yourself, I'll just edit it out of the episode. <laughs> It was when Dan Hurst started questioning Rogan on his podcast
1: and he like got all flustered.
0: <laughs> Man, like, oh, that was, that was <laughs> fucking glorious. Um, what would you say is the first, what's the first technique you sort of tried to instill in your beginner's uh, pool, you know, first technique or concept? What's the first thing you teach them?
1: It's weird because here, I mean, I don't have a certain thing because we have, for the beginners in the gym, we just have a cycle. It's like an eight-week cycle. So I, I cycle through all the major positions that I think they should know. So it depends on what week you start. You'll start on a different position each week. You know what I mean? So we start. We had a back finishes today. So if you start in the gym today, you would have been learning how to finish a like a choke. If you are in here on Tuesday, you would have been learning a like turtle, something like that. So it just depends where you come in. It doesn't really matter to me. I I always try to show something that'll catch their attention, like a submission or something they can see and they go, oh yeah, no, that's cool. So I don't want to show ending too. I just like to throw throw in something like a a submission as often as I can, basically, or even like a little, like a short sequence, you know what I mean? So maybe pass the guard, get to mount, and then, you know, head and arm choke or something like that. I remember the first class, jiu-jitsu class I went to, and they showed me how to do a triangle choke, and I just thought this was unbelievable. Because I'd been to karate classes (laughs) once or twice when I was a kid, and it was like an hour of stretching. And then, you know, up and down the, the, the whole cat. I just thought that was rubbish. It was just so boring. And then I went to the first jiu-jitsu class, bang, triangle choke. I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, this is what you want to be learning on your first day. So I tried to do that. I tried to do something that's going to get their attention and get them hooked. And, you know, that'll bring them back again. So whatever position, it doesn't matter.
0: Mm. So, so man what's your sort of coaching style would you emphasize drilling rolling or specific sparring what's your sort of taking it
1: hmm. My, uh, i'm a big believer in positional sparring definitely i think that is the key and um, to improving yeah and just regular free sparring as well. but i'm a big fan of positional sparring I do a lot of positional sparring I do a lot of uh, positional sparring um, like we uh, here, we do a different position each month, so we'll be focusing on, on a certain position each month. But I, even throughout that, I tend to do a, like um, passing, pass sweep submission. I love that because with Jiu-Jitsu, you're usually ninety or eighty percent of the time you're either passing or playing guard anyway. So I, I focus a lot on that because you're in that position a lot. So I like to in both positions, passing and, and playing guard. But yeah, big fan of uh, positional sparring. I just think it's really it's a good way to learn.
0: Yeah, we got a bit of a brain teaser here like every time i ask someone this like hmm, that's a that's a good question so man uh, what would you say is the most important value you've tried to instill in your gym environment Ooh, the most important value
1: um i don't know like just generally speaking i just like to create a nice friendly atmosphere uh welcoming do you know what i mean Um, yeah i mean that's the that's the most important thing it has to be has to be fun, first and foremost. So I don't know, what value would it still. I don't know. Is is having fun a value?
0: <laughs> mm. oh, you know, I, I'd say it would be because hitting a fucking proven necktie on someone is pretty fun. Yeah. I mean that's amazing for me. It has to be fun because if you're not having fun,
1: well, then you're not gonna force yourself to come here if you're not enjoying it. And you'll just go you'll fall to the wayside eventually. You know what I mean? It's just too hard. It's too hard to, to keep turning up if you're not enjoying it. You gotta, you gotta enjoy it. So I try to, yeah, make it a fun place to be, and you know, you keep coming back.
0: Uh, I, I get you. See, man, would you? Is there any advice you'd give for like future gym owners and stuff and head coaches, like that uh sort of pitfalls you'd uh, want them to avoid?
1: Well, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. It's a labor of love, really. Do you know what I mean? You got to do it for the right reasons. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be opening a gym thinking like you're gonna, you know, make loads of money and retire young. It's not like that. Um, you got to, you got to do it for the right reasons. You have to do it because number one, you love to train, and probably number two, you enjoy, you enjoy coaching as well. You know, that's important. I mean, there's the, obviously the business side of it as well, but that's that's a whole other aspect. That's kind of that just comes at the territory, you know. i think if you if you if you if you love it that comes through and the gym will be a success success because of that you know what i mean people see that people see that you love it um, and it rubs off on them members are happy they'll keep coming back you know and you'll do well but you definitely want to do it for the
0: right reasons Mm -hmm. oh man see we got some questions off the instagram here well one of them is a question and one of them is more of a compliment (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh what's it here's here's the question what do i have to do for my next stripe uh ha air quotes by alex you know this alex yeah yeah cash 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 is king isn't it <laughs> how, how much cash for his next stripe
1: well we usually charge around 100 quid a <laughs> stripe <something like> here
0: <laughs> really yeah
1: it's not too cheap is it am i giving
0: them hey, away dude you're giving them away man you're fucking. <laughs> that's 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 practically charity are you are you like are you trying to well, make any the, money you get the glue the good. It's right. okay i think that that's 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 a good business model there <laughs> okay so uh, the sort of compliment here is like less of a question more of a fact Kean is one of the most technical bjj practitioners i know by antonio meza y- ah. you know him yeah, he's a good guy yeah he's in george Santos isn't he? yeah he's a great dude i've had the uh, yeah. pleasure of rolling with him like once, but I'd love to, I'd love to have him down here sometime to train together. I'd love that. Yeah, shout out to Antonio. He wants uh, he wants uh, you to come train with him. <laughs> okay, so guys, reach the segment of the podcast I like to call Around the Specifics." Just a bunch of random questions. Some about jujitsu, some aren't about jiu-jitsu. So, Kian, do you want to do a round the specifics? Absolutely. Excellent, man. What would you say is the favorite your favorite gi in your collection if you have one? Uh. We just
1: have these SPG geese, and they're really nice, and they fit really well. I've got a blue one, and I've got a white one, and I just wear them all the time. That's it. <laughs> I used I to have like- uh, tatami. I used to like the tatami
0: ones, but um, I just wear the SPG gees now. Yeah, I love it. They fit nice. Mm. And I'm, I'm big into tatami. I fucking love tatami. I have about uh, 23 geese, and they're all by tatami. 23 geese? Yeah. Jesus. In my defense, I used to train t- every day. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> nah, my wife would not have me fucking 23 G's in it, no way.
0: Well, like, they're folded up real small, real nice, and slotted into this one segment, so it doesn't really, it does. they don't take up a lot of space. That's a lot, though. <laughs> like, you know, uh, well, man, there's no better way to ensure you don't quit Jiu-Jitsu than buying 23 geese. You'd look like a fucking idiot if you quit at that you, point. Do y- you have a favorite one? Ah oh, man, that's a good question. See, I alternate. Now, here's the thing. Th- this is another reason why I bought so many keys because I alternate them so much. They will last me so long because I'm never overusing one. Yeah. I'd say it has to be my first key. It's the black tatami Nova three, I think it was. Oh, really? I have. See, it's black and has red accents, and I sort of I got the gym patches on, which is black and red anyway, and I changed the drawstring to be red, so it looks like a looks actually, like a Jim a gi. You customized it. Yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> uh plus that was my comp that was my competition gi for the longest time i have uh, another competition gi that you know but that was that was my jam for the longest time okay and then who would you say who's uh who's the most famous person you've rolled with besides john Kavanaugh, you can't can't pick him jesus or matt, <laughs> or matt thornton if i said if i said the name right
1: well it has to be connor doesn't it like i've rolled a connor I've also I, I, I've rolled Bruno Mafassini in Brazil, um, Michael Lange, a, few those Bra- a few those guys. Uh, I was only a blue belt, there wasn't really wasn't really much to write home about now. But I did roll with them. Who else? Um, who else? Oh, oh it was. Uh, yeah, no, I can't think to be honest with you. I was in Marcelo's gym. Who who's was? Um, is it Jonathan Stava that guy? I think I'm wrong with him over there. Mm. Yeah, a of those jiu guys, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, I got a question about Bruno <laughs> Malthusine though. <laughs> Bruno I, got a question. Yeah, yeah. I got a question about him. So, yeah, are his ears actually that fucked up, or is that just, like, video editing or something?
1: I can't remember. He wrist-locked me. I put his hand,
0: I put my hand on his
1: lapel. I was in clothes guard, and I put my hand on his lapel, and then he just wrist-locked me. That was it, straight away. It was about five seconds into the round.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shane. <laughs> uh, that, that that made me feel good. It's just did, how 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 loud was your girly scream after getting wrist locked? <laughs> I didn't feel too good after it, to be honest with you. oh <laughs> uh, man, what would you say is your favorite TV show when you were growing up? Favorite TV show growing up? Ah, oh, Baywatch. Oh, for obvious reasons, the <laughs> amazing, the amazing cinematography, the compelling story, and the amazing characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no there'd be no other reason anyone would watch that fucking show ever. <laughs> wasn't that bad, was it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I can't fucking remember, dude. I'm playing team as though. So. That was before my time. All right. What was uh, your first video game console and did you have a favorite game in it? I wasn't much of a gamer really. now. I think I had a
1: Super Nintendo. I used to play um I Used to play Mario Kart, I was mad at the Mario Kart. I think I was, yeah, Super Nintendo, Mario Kart. Used to play a bit of, I think it was Sega. Used to play the, the FIFA. There were two games that I used to play. It wasn't
0: much of a gamer, though, to be honest. But I did love a game of Mario Kart. Ah, mm. oh, man. Mario Kart is just one of those fucking games. It's just like, man, it's good crack for anyone. Because, you know, you just hand someone a controller. It's like, okay, just hold this button, and you can have a bit of a, bit of a race. It's yeah. It's, really yeah. it's a lot of fun. I used,
1: to be, I, used to be, I used to think I was quite good at it, but I played there recently. Uh, and I was actually rubbish I got So yeah. Need to uh, get back on crazy. that Maybe start practicing
0: <laughs> Well you it's... got You got brought back down to earth From Mario oh, yeah. Kart perspective that's Embarrassing yeah, Oh man I tell you See I bought a Wii U there Like Because I wanted to play this one game in it, And, it's, and I, I'm so lucky because the, They had Mario Kart 9 Like downloaded on this Wii U So I'm like Nice Free game Yeah Brilliant <laughs> Oh, man, what would you say is your most embarrassing injury you've ever had, whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu injury? Just the way you got injured was just fucking ridiculous and embarrassing. I don't think I've had any embarrassing. I don't
1: remember. Oh, well, actually, you know what? I did my knee there. <laughs> I did my knee as we five years ago or something like that. I tore the meniscus. And I was in it. A the guy had me in a footlock, and I kind of I didn't do a great job of escaping. And I kind of, it, yeah, it was pretty my fault, actually. He had my foot, and I kind of, kind of not the most technical escape, but kind of turned uh, kind of quite aggressively. <laughs> my foot started, stayed where it was, and my knee twisted. And it ended up tearing my meniscus up that one. Actually, I actually had to get a surgery for that. That was embarrassing, because it was my own
0: fault. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, if you could ban one guard or position from competition, what would it be, and why? Um...
1: I think all the guards are good. Yeah, I, don't, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything. I mean, it's frustrating going against somebody who's got... um, What's the the lapel guard? You know that? When they just start... Oh. I mean, that's... But it's, but it's a problem as well that needs to be solved. You know what I mean? It can be a little bit frustrating, but... That's oh, all part of the game, isn't it? I do, I do like the creative aspect of the game and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? People can get really creative with that and kind of with the positions and stuff there's 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 loads of scope there
0: for for that so yeah each to their own you know what I mean mm. oh man see I fucking love lapel guard because like you know it's a relatively new thing if you think about it and so many people just they don't play it so no, when no. you play it and you can just fuck them up with it because they just don't know what to do
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah so that's good good for you yeah Okay. So, <clears here. throat> <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally wasn't posturing just there Thinking I was the man Just like <laughs> Oh man See, uh, Do you have any nicknames in the gym? Eh uh, no Keith <laughs> oh, knows
1: me oh, as good as he gets man what, What's Unless your favourite something, something behind my back
0: That I don't know about uh, If anyone in, in your gym Has a name for you behind your back Please send it my way I'm not going to tell him I swear I just, I just want to know what it is Just for the for the sake of curiosity. tell me if you find out. No, I, I'm sworn to secrecy. I can't. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> but what would you say is your favourite song to roll to in the gym? Oh, like rolling to...
1: Yeah, I like, I like reggae, actually. I like putting reggae on when rolling. I really enjoy that. Especially some of the older stuff, you know. Yeah, that's, that's probably my favourite. I like Bob Marley. I like Prince Buster. I like the Toots and the Maytels. All that stuff I really like. It kind of keeps a nice chill atmosphere. You know what I mean? But I try not to play it too much because then people get sick of it. But that'd be what I like listening to. Definitely when I'm rolling. Yeah, nothing too aggressive. No heavy metal or anything like that. You know what I mean? Don't get, don't wanna get people too like riled up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say just throw a metal song in into your reggae mix just to just to yeah. fuck with them. And see see how their tempo changes. Yeah. I think that'd be uh, an interesting development just to see what happens. Have, I do that and let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> how about that's like a secret experiment that you're doing, like how how music affects people's jujitsu training intensity or something. Just behind, like they don't even know they're being experimented on, like they're guinea pigs or some shit.
1: I think if you're putting on heavy metal, it's gonna like get everyone pumped up, and they're probably gonna be more intense. Hmm, I be wrong.
0: I wonder what would happen if you put like, because we all know that sort of thing. It's either the heavy metal gets them like really mm, on edge and ready to kill someone, or the reggae has them all chill and flowy. What yeah. would happen if you put on like a love ballad or something? I don't know, or I don't know, or orke- orchestral shit, or I don't know. I want to know. I want to know these things. All
1: okay, right, let's do that. I put it to the test. I <laughs> broaden my horizons a little bit and start playing some different stuff.
0: Like that oh yeah then uh, if you had a time machine where's the first sort of time period you traveled to
1: oh maybe back when i was 21 in my prime <laughs> i would have started jiu-jitsu a little bit earlier because i was like 26 or something when i started jiu-jitsu i go back to when i was like 20 or even younger maybe start training then get another few years under my belt
0: <laughs> like just start When you're 10 years old Get all those kids belts And so yeah, if you can
1: have first, them when like I was four maybe Yeah And <laughs> start them
0: Well like the fucking <laughs> Ritulo twins They've been training For like 13 years And they're still And they're just purple belts Because you know They're only like 17 Like fuck me I would not want to fight them <laughs> Well that's it A lot
1: of these kids now Going up started start the training They're very honest They're just unbelievable You know what I mean The next way Like every generation Is better than The, 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 the previous generation Anyway but like I think the gap is is massive now. Like, a lot of those youngsters going through it's. Oh, shit.
0: Sorry. I see. And do you have a favorite philosophical
1: quote, if you have one? Uh, Nothing comes to mind, but I do follow those, uh, uh, you know, the stoic uh, guys on um, Instagram. They, They pop up these stoic quotes. I do enjoy them, I have to say. They always resonate with me.
0: I think they're good. No, 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 none spring to mind there, but yeah, I do, I do like that. Yeah, man, like, are you big into sort of like, uh, I listened to this audiobook, it's like a, how to think like a Roman emperor, it's like the sort of meditations by Marcus Aurelius, he's like yeah, one yeah. of the sto- big Stoics and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, like to, I haven't gone any further than following it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Uh, what would you say is the worst movie you've ever seen in your whole life? The worst movie I've ever seen in my life. yeah Um.
1: The worst movie I've ever seen. I know there was one years ago. I remember watching as a kid. It was shite. It was called The Boy Who Could Fly. It was just pure tripe. I remember I was kind of railroaded into renting it because you know you're there in the video shop. Is this back when we were renting videos? And your mother would be outside, and she would be kind of putting pressure on you to choose something. And we, 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 um, we, made a horrible decision that time. We read the boy who could fly, and it was just—it was one of my biggest regrets.
0: <laughs> well, what's this movie about? Like, I, I've never, I've never a
1: heard of softy, it. soppy, shitty film. It was about a boy who could fly. <laughs> it was a, I think it was a Disney film or something. It was just. It was Choice. It's not what you. It's not what a what a like a ten or eleven year old boy wants to be watching. I was. I wanted to be watching Rambo or something like that.
0: <laughs> <My God. laughs> fucking Rambo. <laughs> um, uh, did, by the way, did you see that new Rambo movie? Is it any good? Last Blood. Um, I don't know. I think when did that one came out, was that
1: recent enough? Was it? Uh,
0: that was like uh, November of last year or something. It was like uh, I can't remember no but I think I did see. there was another one before that I think I, so hmm uh, ah yeah, well if you can't remember it it mustn't have been good yeah no I don't think I saw that one alright we got a bit of a moral conundrum here if you're up for it yeah let's do it and would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger what's your sort of take ah uh, god I think eh, I don't know world hunger
1: both horrible aren't they i suppose world hunger maybe mm.
0: uh, now, who knows maybe one of the hungry kids will grow up to cure cancer yeah maybe yeah yeah the thought of a kid going hungry doesn't sit very well with me mm. No, i get you that's a. it's not very good man in your professional opinion do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache
1: mm, i don't think so because i'm bald so bald man with a handlebar moustache i don't know i don't think that's gonna work
0: well have you have you ever seen jeff glover back in the day jeff glover (laughs) did he have a handlebar moustache i don't know he had some funky ass moustaches and weird ass donkey guard he's a strange man (laughs) yeah i've never had a moustache i had a bit of a beard going on there it was that was a bit it oh not one for the facial hair I know. I'm, I'm too lazy to fucking shave right now, so I'm, just, I'm letting it go crazy. Yeah. All right, see, if you became president of Earth, what's the first sort of law you'd enact? Now, so keep in mind, you can do whatever you want, so don't just ban guard pulling or something like some people do.
1: Any law, oh, my God. I actually... Um... <laughs> I don't know. I don't, if you put me on the spot, I, I honestly... I... <laughs> i'm happy with all the laws you
0: know what i mean i think we live in a pretty
1: yeah pretty nice country here it's all fairly civilized so i don't think i need to change anything
0: uh see personally for me like uh, i just get rid of all those fucking uh speech laws that fucking like you can tr- get thrown into prison just for saying a fucking word like uh that i
1: don't like that can you do that can you get uh, thrown into prison here for that
0: well you know if you say like offensive words and shit like they can fucking fine you, or fucking if it's offensive enough, they might throw in prison and shit, or you could face that shit. It's it's fucked up. Like I don't think there should be any laws on speech at all. It's bullshit, in my opinion. I didn't know that. Exactly. That's what they want you to think. Look into it, bro. Uh, uh, like, you know, I just think the only con, like, just say hypothetically, if you just say- if you do say something incredibly fucking like. I don't know if it's racist, detestable, or evil, or just in general. The only consequence you should really face is, like, social consequences. You know, people would use their speech to say, oh, he's a piece of shit. He's a fucking scumbag or something like that, you know. Instead really? of, you know,
1: People say whatever they want online. Anyway, there doesn't seem to be any repercussions. So if you want to vent, probably just do it online behind some uh, profile, fake profile. Isn't that what you do? Nobody's going <laughs> to get to vent
0: oh uh, well that's what you think but they might like look into it and track your ip address and shit yeah, like you
1: oh well i'm happy if those guys get caught to be honest with you
0: i know it's weird lad what would you say is your jujitsu spirit animal if you have one uh, probably a slot <laughs> oh dude i'm right there with you like <laughs> dude it's just it's so fucking satisfying beating someone without even trying that hard you know that's what i like doing it's not that i'm not trying
1: it's just that i i'm not i'm not very dynamic you know what i mean i
0: just kind of i move slow i think and uh, lazy you know dude do do you know like uh the most vulnerable a sloth is at any given time are they vulnerable yeah, it's when, uh, you, it's when the sloth comes down once a week out of its tree to take a dump. That's the only th- time they get, like, uh, killed and stuff. Every other time they're fine. Where would you find a sloth? What, what part of the world do they come from? I don't know. I think there's some in, like, Brazil and shit. i seen one trying to cross the road really slowly, and someone just picked it up and just, like, put it on the other side of the road. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Like I don't know it, it, the weird shit it was doing with its arms while your man is picking him up. It was like like he was swimming through the air and stuff. It, it's very it's like a meme and shit I saw. It was fucking cool. You don't have much going on, but yeah, that's pretty much my jiu-jitsu stuff. <laughs> okay, so we've reached the final question. Are you ready for the final question? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's a haunted question, by the way. <laughs> Alright, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned in all your years of training jiu-jitsu? The most important lesson. Well, I suppose anybody who
1: does jujitsu knows that you just have to persevere. You know what I mean? You just got to keep going. Um, yeah, and like, I, yeah, just just keep going. Like you know, you put in the effort, you're gonna you're gonna get the rewards. You know what I mean? There, there there's kind of there's no shortcuts, and that's a good life lesson. You know what I mean? There is no shortcuts. You gotta you gotta put the work in, and if you do that, then you know. With jiu-jitsu, you put the work in, you get better. It's pretty much as simple as that. Like anybody, I think no matter what gym you're training or who coaches you or whatever, you know what I mean? If you just train regularly, keep putting in the work, keep training, keep sparring, you're going to get good. That, that's the beauty of it, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter about athletic ability. You'll still get to a really good level if you just train consistently
0: over, over time, you know? So, yeah,
1: hmm.
0: that's what I've learned. Oh, man, you it's a great. great way, man, just persevere and get through it, man. But so, guys, we've reached the end of the podcast. If you want to follow Kean on any social medias, it's at Cian Conlon on Instagram. And follow his gym, of course, at SBG Nace. So, keyan do you have anything to say before we shoot off?
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure. I just popped my podcast cherry, first podcast ever. So, uh, <laughs> huge honor for me. Uh, huge honor for me. So, guys, thanks for listening. Oos.